0: Welcome back to another episode of the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. It is, well, it's fall, but it feels like it's damn near winter here in Ohio. We are going to have temperatures in the highs of the mid 40s for pretty much the rest of this week. So that kind of sucks considering, you know, it was just like in the 80s a month ago. We had pretty much no spring. We went straight from winter to summer, and it looks like we're gonna go ahead and skip fall this year as well. Thank you, Ohio. I will also point out that I'm trying something a little new on the podcast, nothing major. It's behind the scenes technical boo sugar, but in addition to a pop filter, which is like a windscreen in a big circle that kind of goes in front of the microphone to make my P's and my T's and my B's, I think I've discussed this before, but to not make them sound awful, In addition to that, I've gotten a windscreen that slides over the microphone because I've noticed that my P's and my B's and my T's, they still pop. Now, perhaps that's just my problem in the way that I speak, and I am trying to make a better effort when I am using B's and T's and P's to not use them as emphatically so that they won't pop as much. So we'll see how this goes. But just know that I'm always striving and working to make this podcast sound better, more professional and ensure that I'm giving y'all the best product that I fucking can. You're welcome. So, today's episode is called Overrated and Overconsumed. And, you know, as I've mentioned in the past on previous episodes, I don't always have ideas for a podcast until something just sparks an idea. And then I'm like, ooh, how can I build on that? So, as I've also mentioned, I've been doing DoorDash occasionally on the side. And I will tell you that whenever I see an order pop up for Chick fil A, I hit decline, 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 which was the spark for the idea of overrated and overconsumed. And we will discuss many things that are overrated or overconsumed. Now, a lot of this is just my opinion, my preferences. I understand that. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff out there that other people consider overrated that I think it's just the greatest thing in the world. So I do understand a lot of this is just a matter of taste and personal preference. But you're listening to my fucking podcast, so you have to deal with my personal preferences and opinions. Chick-fil-A over fucking rated. I have had Chick-fil-A a few times in my life. The only reason it's been only a few times in my life is because the line is always stupid fucking double-wrapped around the goddamn building. And yeah, I think the food is good, but is it that good? I don't understand the fascination with Chick-fil-A. Why is it always a fucking crazy line at almost any time of the day, even non-peak times? It ain't that fucking good. It's just fucking chicken. And like I said, yes, I have enjoyed the food the handful of times that I have consumed it, So when I say that something is overrated or overconsumed, it doesn't even necessarily mean that I don't like it or I think it's bad. I just don't understand the fucking fascination with it. And I'm sure a lot of you out there are like, you think it's just good? Oh, my God, it's so much better than like McDonald's or Wendy's chicken sandwiches. Well, fuck. Yes, it should be. It's called Chick-fil-A. Wendy's is not called Wendy's Coop. McDonald's is not called McChickens. Their chicken sandwiches are essentially add-ons to the menu for the people who don't want fucking red meat. So I would hope that a place that has chicken or chick in their fucking name would be able to manufacture a better chicken sandwich or chicken product than McDonald's or Wendy's. So that's a shit argument. I know there's a huge debate amongst people when it comes to chicken sandwiches like Popeye's chicken sandwich versus Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich. I'll be honest, I love Popeye's chicken, but there's not really many closely located to where I live, so I have not had Popeyes in years, and I have not had Popeyes since they introduced the chicken sandwich, which raged and fueled all of that debate about who has the best chicken sandwich, so I couldn't tell you, and I would honestly have to sit down with a Chick-fil-A sandwich and a Popeye sandwich at the same time and taste test back and forth. I, I'm not eating either of those enough to be able to remember how good it was. But yes, Chick-fil-A, in my opinion, crazy overrated. It's just fucking chicken. It's just fried chicken, baked chicken, mac and cheese, sauces, whatever other sides they have. Yeah, they've got the waffle fries. Waffle fries are good. I like the waffle fries. But it baffles me every time I see that stupid double-wrapped line of cars around a Chick-fil-A. I don't get it while we're on the topic of fast food or food beverage chains and things i consider to be overrated and overconsumed starbucks starbucks is highly overrated and overconsumed in my opinion it's fucking coffee yes i know they do special magic tricks and add all kinds of stuff to the coffee to make it flavored but everybody's fucking doing that now I mean, the only time I would ever think to myself that I want to go to a Starbucks is if two things existed in my mind at the same time. The first thing being, I'm in the mood for coffee. The second thing being, I want to exorbitantly overspend on anything, my coffee included. I don't want to drop fucking $7 for a medium coffee or venti or why, I don't know why they can't just fucking use small, medium, large. They have to have all these special names. Look at us. We're special. We don't have normals sizes yes you do you just don't use fucking normal words because you want to feel special and make people think well it makes sense that I'm spending seven dollars on a cup of coffee <laughs> this isn't a large it's a vente. I don't even know if vente is the large size I'm just guessing I just remember I think vente being one of the sizes that they offer but yes Starbucks I believe is crazy crazy overrated it's just fucking coffee I'm obviously not going to even bother going down the road of social media. Social media. Do I think social media is overrated and overused? Not necessarily quote-unquote overconsumed, but overused. Consumption and usage are, you know, almost synonyms depending on the way you look at it. But yes, social media, totally fucking overused and overrated. Enough said about that. Along the lines of media, you know, I think there's music, there's TV shows and things like that that are, in my opinion, very overrated. And because they're overrated, they are overconsumed. These are people, especially in the music industry, because I am a musician, I am a songwriter, and having to watch some of these people make millions and millions of dollars off the fucking garbage that they put out because they are overrated and overconsumed. ah, oh, just drives me batty. It's like, why? Why doesn't anyone want to listen to, like, actually good fucking music? And yes, there are good bands, good musicians, good artists, good songs out there that are being properly appreciated and properly consumed, but in this day and age of watered-down, formulaic music... It is very difficult for any group or artist that is original, different, very talented, but not following that formula. It's very difficult for them to get any kind of recognition, notoriety, let alone success. So since I'm a musician, let me save that for after I discuss like TV and film. First off, all the late night shows out there. The Tonight Show, Stephen Colbert, all that shit, totally overrated. I'm, I don't know that they're overconsumed at this point. I have to assume that most people could give two shits and aren't paying attention. I mean, even Saturday Night Live, I don't even understand how it's still on the air. It's only because it's a staple in American culture, but based on what they've been doing for so long, and I can only imagine the ratings aren't that great, you would think that a network would drop that a long time ago. So the fact that it continues to exist on the public broadcast airwaves, given its terrible level of success at this point, is pretty much by definition overrated. A couple of shows that I think are crazy overrated that I think started off as good shows but just lost their way and went downhill. One of them I have discussed in the past, The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead started out well and then just lost its way, but they're still making spinoffs and video games and all of this shit with The Walking Fucking Dead. Who fucking cares at this point? You are over-fucking-rated. First off, even when you started, there was nothing original about the concept of your show. It's fucking zombie show. Zombie movies and the idea of zombies and people trying to fucking kill zombies and escape zombies is nothing new. So again, just like Saturday Night Live, I don't understand how that shit continues to be on the air. Over fucking rated. Another show that I thought was good early on and lost its way and then I just stopped watching it is Shameless. Shameless was a really good, interesting, unique show early on. I love William H. Macy. But the character that William H. Macy plays was essentially this just horrible alcoholic, druggie, all of this stuff. I mean, his organs were just in horrible shape. He was not expected to live very long because of his just lifelong abuse of his habits. But he's like fucking Freddy or Jason at the end of every season. You think he's going to die. And then somehow they magically bring him back. Yay! And of course, then the show also just went off the rails where it was trying to almost follow some formula of like the way Game of Thrones would incorporate a lot of almost softcore porn into the show, which I'm sure was a part of the appeal for many of the people who watched the show. But Shameless did the same thing, where all of a sudden it's just all this constant nudity and sex and sexuality and all of these political topics. I don't want fucking politics and political issues in my fucking entertainment. So, Shameless, you lost your way, over-fucking-rated. And I don't think it should still be on the fucking air. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's run its course. I don't know. That's how long ago I gave up on the fucking show. When it comes to movies or specific actors or actresses, I know there's a lot of people that, you know, for example, Will Ferrell and Jim Carrey, there's a lot of people out there that think they're totally overrated and overappreciated because all they're good at doing is overacting. Yes, they are both very fucking good at overacting, and they've made a shit ton of money on it. However, both of them have also played parts and roles in dramatic films where I think their performances were Oscar worthy. So I wouldn't say that they are by default overactors. I think they just know how to do it well when it suits the role that they're playing. I wasn't really able to think of any actors or actresses that I consider to be just totally overrated. Because again, a lot of that is just personal taste. And yeah, a lot of people will say, well, there's certain actors where they're just the same in every movie. Yeah, there are. But it doesn't make them bad actors. Like Christopher Walken, for example. He's pretty much always Christopher Walken in whatever role he's in. His hairstyle might be different. His name of his character, is going to be different. But other than that, it's still Walken. Good for you, man. Good for you, good for you. But he's still fucking awesome in so many roles that he's played, and people still enjoy seeing him in roles, even though he's still pretty much just Christopher Walken. Now, one thing that I do think is totally... I don't know, overrated applies to this so much, a little bit, but definitely overconsumed, and this has a lot to do with that Hollywood celebrity mentality, is cosmetic surgery. Like, for example, Nicole Kidman is now appearing in a commercial for AMC Movie Theaters, and oh my god, she looks fucking awful. Oh sweetie, no. I would much rather see a wrinkly, aging Nicole Kidman than this stiff, plastic face Nicole Kidman that appears in this fucking commercial. I mean, it took me at least one watch through, if not the second watch through of the commercial, to realize that it was even fucking Nicole Kidman. Just fucking stop, people. You think that you're somehow making yourself look better, but even the people with shit tons of money like Nicole Kidman, they get the work done, and it's so obvious that you've had work done that, like I said, it, in my opinion, looks worse than if you just fucking showed your natural aging process. Like lip injections and shit like that. Oh, my God, it looks so fucking stupid. What makes you think that anyone assumes that's what your natural lips look like? It would essentially be like you having like a zit on your forehead and you're like, oh, my God, it's so obvious. I don't want people to notice it. So you grab a big fat fucking black magic marker and you just color in this large circle of black on and around the zit. And it's like, well, now no one can see the zit. Yes, but you just drew more fucking attention to your face and to some oddity. That's kind of the way I look at plastic and cosmetic surgery is it draws more attention in your attempt to cover up a small blemish or imperfection or just natural aging process. It's okay, people. We all age. Fake butts, fake tits, shit like that. Definitely overrated and overconsumed. It's funny because I was just watching Halloween 1 and Halloween 2 last night because it was October 31st and it was the end of my binging horror movies in the month of October. So I thought it would be great to wrap up with that original sequel set. But it's probably been a few years at least since I watched Halloween 2. And there's a scene where a woman is getting into a hot tub and she's got like a towel wrapped around her and then she drops the towel. And it's like, look at those perfect titties. But, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm older, maybe it's because I have two exes that both had fake titties, but I'm looking at these just perfect non-moving titties and thinking, I kinda wish they were a little droopy, a little saggy, I mean, I'm not talking like fucking wet socks hanging off of her chest, but it was clear that there was nothing fucking natural about those titties. And yeah, growing up, I grew up, you know, as a kid in the '80s, where breast implants and things like that were becoming way more common and popular with actresses and models and stuff like that. So I'm sure looking through, you know, swimsuit issues and and just general actresses and movies, I'm sure there was a lot of cleavage or side boob or whatever that you saw on these fake titties that you're just like, well, that's what titties should look like. Then you grow up and you see titties, real titties. And having been exposed to fake titties and real titties, I will tell you that I will take a real titty any day of the week. I probably should have put out a disclaimer before this little segment for my mom who regularly listens to the podcast. Sorry, mom. I do understand that maybe there's a need for that type of surgery. Like, let's say that you've had a mastectomy, you had, you know, breast cancer or something, and you had to have a breast removed. Yeah, then it kind of makes sense that you would use this prosthetic But the other issue with fake titties, I I know, sorry, Mom, I'm still going down the, the path of fake titties. But the other issue with fake titties is they need to be replaced. It's like fucking rotating your tires. Like you can't just leave the same fucking set of fake titties in forever. Like, the last ex that I had that had fake titties, she went to get checked up by the doctor to find out, you know, make sure there's no leakage or if do my tires need rotated. And at the time, the doctor was like, no, you can leave these titties in for now, but you will eventually need to change them out. However, because of the way the procedure was done last time, when we do go in to either replace or remove your current fake titties we're going to have to basically make a long incision right on the front of your tit from the nipple down to the underside of the boob in order to do the procedure, which horrified her because she now realizes that those fake titties are going to look like fucking Frankenstein's forehead in a matter of years. So all of that vanity and that desire to have what looks like perfect titties, it ain't gonna last forever. So enough about cosmetic surgery, fake titties, things like that. However, I would just, Ask anybody who's considering doing things like that, lip injections, facelifts, etc., etc. Please consider the fact that you clearly look like a plastic monster once you get too much of that done. And you would have looked a lot fucking better if you would have just left well enough alone. So we can go ahead and turn into the music portion of overrated and i understand a lot of this as i mentioned is my opinion many of you are going to disagree with what i have to say that's fine and i'm sure many of the bands that i love there's people out there that consider them extremely overrated like led zeppelin i'm sure there's people out there that think oh god led zeppelin is so overrated or pink floyd or queen If you think any of those bands are overrated, in my opinion, the only thing that's overrated is your ability to appreciate and recognize talent. Some modern, popular, or rock bands that I think are overrated would include, hold on to your shorts for this one, people, many of you will disagree, ACDC. I think ACDC is horribly overrated. The majority of their songs and hits all pretty much have the exact same vibe and feel. You're not going to hear a ballad by ACDC. Maybe they have a ballad. I've never heard one. I've never cared for them enough that I've ever gone and bought or listened to a full album. But their singer, I know they've had two different singers. I can't really tell them apart. Again, yes, I can hear the gasps of shock oh. from you ACDC fans. How can you not tell Bon Scott when you hear him? I don't even remember the name of the other singer, and I don't remember which one was the first one and which one was the second one. But to me, they both just sound like they need to desperately clear their throat. Thunderstruck! Yeah, yeah, yeah! He's I assure you, neither lead singer in the history of ACDC, if they would have appeared on any current talent show like American Idol or America's Got Talent, they would never have even made it through the basic non-televised audition process. They would have uttered a few syllables through their choky, froggy throats, and Randy would have said, it's a little pitchy, dog. Simon would have said, absolutely fucking terrible. So yeah, overrated. Now... I understand when I say overrated doesn't mean that they're not hugely more fucking successful as a band or as musicians than I am certain I will ever be in my entire lifetime. So I'm not taking that away from them. I'm not saying they don't have songs that I don't think, you know, are fun or enjoyable to listen to in certain settings. I'm not saying that no one in the band has any talent. But yes, I think they are over fucking rated. You too. Rolling Stones. Two bands like Rolling Stones. I'm just really not a fan. I don't like the fucking Rolling Stones. I know a lot of this that I'm mentioning has to do with singing because I am a vocalist but I don't think Mick Jagger is a good singer at all. There are so many songs that are huge hits for the Rolling Stones that it's like, ugh, that's atrocious. But, you know, they came up in a time where there weren't a whole lot of options out there. There wasn't a ton of competition. They had a lot of charisma. And that went a long way in a very under-saturated market. I know I'm probably, no, not probably, definitely in the minority as far as people who are not a fan of the Rolling Stones. I'm not saying they don't have, again, songs that I think are good or decent songs. I've covered Rolling Stones songs in the past, either solo or with a band. But that's only because I know they're hugely popular because they're over-fucking-rated. Not a fan, but I, you know, also mentioned U2. I think U2 is good. They're talented. I'm not saying Bono is a bad singer. But again, it just, it seems very formulaic. I feel like, what's the guy, the guitar player, The Edge? He goes by the name The Edge, but there are so many songs where he's just got this delay on his guitar, which kind of masks a lot of what's going on and also means he doesn't have to write a whole lot on the guitar because the delay is doing two to three times the fucking work for him. U2 is definitely more of a my own personal taste. I'm just not a huge fan. I don't think they're a shitty band. I don't think Bono's a bad singer. I don't know enough about them to really paint a picture about their talent. I do think they're fucking overrated, though. I think the fact that they're selling out giant fucking arenas multiple nights in a row means that they are overconsumed. Meanwhile, I'm lucky if three people show up to one of my gigs. Thank you. And if you're sitting there livid with me right now at the things that I'm saying about some of these artists and bands that you absolutely fucking love, I will encourage all of you, you can go find my EP that I released in 2020 called Ghosts. Just search for Jeff Schaefer Ghosts on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, whatever. And even if it's not your cup of tea, hopefully you'll realize, okay, he's not a total fucking slouch. And also keep in mind that whatever you hear on that EP, every fucking instrument, I'm doing. It's not just me singing with the band behind me. Piano, bass, guitar, drums, vocals, all of the shit that you hear, that's me. So please go check it out, and at least then you'll be like, okay, maybe I don't agree with him, but he's not just some shitty, awful fucking singer or musician that's just bitter and angry, pop music. I think most pop music is garbage. It's all formulaic bullshit. Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, all of these, you know, R&B music for the most part. It's all gotten to the point where it's just so formulaic. It's just all these beats. There's very few instruments being included. The vocals, there's nothing really creative about them. I'm not saying these people aren't good singers. However, we live in the world of fucking autotune. I guarantee you a lot of these artists that you think they're just such a good singer, if you turn to the fucking auto. Tune off, and you listen to the track that they actually recorded, you'd be like, Oh, that's not so good, or at least not good enough to have fucking arenas and stadiums being sold out every fucking time they perform. And of course, it's very possible people like Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, that they're just lip syncing at their live performances, and maybe you don't fucking care about that, but you know, when you're dancing that much constantly you're going to be out of breath and if you are have if you do not have the full breath that you need i assure you you are not hitting the notes that you need to hit every fucking time and you sure as shit aren't hitting them with the solidity that you need to hit them with in order to control and maintain a perfect pitch so just be aware of that the next time you drop 300 fucking dollars for a back row ticket to see katy perry the last thing I will discuss in regards to overrated and overconsumed music, I'm just going to gloss into a whole fucking genre here, country. I'll clarify, modern country. I think older country, country western, bluegrass, things like that, there's a lot of really good shit there. Again, I'm not saying there's no modern country artists that have talent or the ability to sing or maybe they're really good on piano or guitar or bass or whatever. But the formula is so fucking predictable. A friend of mine, Miss Julie Wood, of my friends Scott and Julie Wood, sent me a text just the other day with a link to an Old Dominion song, like the video of the song called I Was on a Boat That Day, saying, hey, this would be a good and a fun one for you to cover. Now, I know they're Old Dominion fans because they're the ones who originally requested that I learn one-man band, which to this day I still cover when I do my solo shows. And the crowd responds well. Now, would I normally want to listen... To anything Old Dominion does, because no, I'm not a big country fan to begin with. I was raised on rock, but that song's not a bad song. I think the lyrics are, are clever and well-written. It's a nice song. I was on a boat that day. I had heard that song once before Julie sent it to me just a couple months ago, and I actually heard it because I saw the video. Everything about that song made me want to throw myself in front of a fucking bus. Everything about that video made me want to throw myself in front of a bus. I mean, just the title of the song. I was on a boat that day. Yay! I'm so sorry, Julie. I love you. But that song is so fucking part of the problem, as do why modern country music sucks balls. Not only balls, sweaty balls. Not only sweaty balls, sweaty balls that have been sitting in the same stank pair of underwear for three and a half days. Not even sweaty balls sitting in the same stank pair of underwear for three and a half days, stank sweaty balls in the same pair of underwear for three and a half days where someone just had a massive diarrhea shit in their shorts. All right, maybe I'm being a little harsh, a little extreme, and I'll I'll turn my direction away from just that one particular artist or that one particular song. It's just, it's all of it. Like when my band, the Lovebenders, we would do weddings and we would be regularly asked to learn songs for weddings. And many of those songs were country songs. And I will tell you, it got difficult to tell them apart. I was in that band. I was the bassist, the pianist, and the lead singer. Not bass and piano at the same time, but usually for the country songs, I would be doing bass. However, there would be three, four, five songs that we would learn over a period of time where the bass line that I was doing was literally the fucking same. I mean, I'm not saying yeah, it was pretty close. No. Same fucking notes, same fucking feel, same changes, same little key shift in a bridge. Everything's fucking identical. It's so goddamn predictable, We all know the old jokes about country lyrics. You know, you're going to sing about your fucking truck. You're going to sing about fucking beer or whiskey. Or you're going to sing about your love that got away. Or you're going to sing about America. You're going to sing about the flag. You're going to sing about your dog. You're going to sing about what mama and daddy taught you. There are just so many fucking cliches that have been going on with modern popular country music for decades, and it's just not fucking changing. But that's what I was alluding to earlier, where I talked about the fact that if you try and go away from that norm too far, no one's going to ever fucking hear you because no one's ever going to promote you. People just assume that the average fucking consumer, you all are a bunch of fucking morons. This isn't me saying that. This would be the people, you know, who make the determination as to what is on the radio or other media outlets or in the billboard charts. But if it deviates in any way, shape, or form, good luck with your day job at Chick-fil-A. Like I said, I do think, you know, older country music, bluegrass, things like that, I think is great. There's a lot of stuff that I really like. For example, I think the soundtrack to Oh Brother Where Art Thou is amazing. Love it. Love everything about it. And that's coming from a guy who grew up on metal and rock. So it doesn't mean that I just by default hate something if it has a little twang to it. I am faulting modern country for its absolute lack of imagination for its complete adherence to a fucking formula. I was on a boat that day. Good for you, man. Check out our follow-up single, I was on a horse that night. (laughs) The last thing that I will discuss in regards to overrated and overconsumed, and this more leans toward the overconsumption aspect, is holidays, and this is relevant because we are now officially, it is November 1st as of the day that I am recording this, which means every Everybody around the fucking America is gone. yay, it's November 1st. We can start thinking about Christmas. Fuck you. No, you can't. It's November fucking 1st. We still have Thanksgiving in like three, three and a half weeks. Put your fucking decorations away. I'm not even going to decorate this year. I've made a decision. No tree, not a single fucking decoration, not a light, not anything. I don't care. My daughter's going to be unhappy with me, but she's only going to realize that I didn't put up decorations for that fucking one or two hours that she comes over to visit on Christmas Day. Normally, I wouldn't even put up my decorations until like a week before Christmas, and then they come down the afternoon or evening of Christmas Day. Now that my daughter doesn't live at home anymore, she's going to have other multiple family events that she needs to go to. So I'm sure, just like last year, she'll be here for all of about an hour. We'll open presents, we'll talk for a few minutes, and then it's bye-bye. So yes, while she may complain that there's no tree or tinsel or whatever waiting for her during that hour, I will look at her and say, guess what? I am not going to spend four hours putting up and tearing down shit that you're only going to enjoy for one quarter of that period of time. Luckily, my son could not give a shit if I put anything up, and he still lives at the house, so he would be the one that if he really wanted me to put the stuff up, then I would because he would potentially enjoy it, but since he doesn't care, he wouldn't really enjoy it. So what the fuck? Why would I do it? But we have turned holidays into a total, total event of overconsumption, whether it's overconsumption of food, consumers in the stores buying things. I mean, obviously, everyone expects to eat a lot of food on Thanksgiving. Typically, everyone expects to eat a lot of food on Christmas as well. That's why you have all these New Year's resolutions where everyone wants to lose weight because they just gained 20 fucking pounds in the last five weeks. Control yourself, piggy boy. I am not a fan of New Year's resolutions. My New Year's resolution every year is not to make any New Year's resolutions. And ever since I started that tradition, I will tell you, I have always kept my New Year's resolution. Can the rest of you say that? I don't think so. Jeez, Jeff, you're smart. Honestly, I'm not even really sure how far I'm going to go this year when it comes to presents for the kids. I mean, the only two people I would buy presents for would be my son and my daughter. I know my mom wouldn't want me to spend the money on a present for her, and she lives down in South Carolina, so it's not like I'm going to see her on Christmas anyway, so I would have to have something shipped or mailed to her. I did order something for her last year, but it was kind of an inside joke based on a bonding moment that we had shared when I was down there visiting for my stepfather's funeral just a couple months prior to that. I don't have a girlfriend or a significant other to buy anything for, and I do not see that changing anytime before christmas but even when it comes to the kids i mean every year it's like i feel like i'm just getting them stuff there's no element of surprise they each just give me a list here's some shit everything just gets ordered on amazon i don't even go to the store anymore there's no you know trying to find something or anything like that i might as well just hand them each a couple hundred dollars or however much i would spend on them and say "Go, go buy your own fucking shit go order your own shit you're adults I make it very clear to them. I don't want anything on Christmas. I don't want anything on my birthday. I don't need anything for Father's Day. Physical representations of love and emotion aren't needed if there is real love and emotion. I think about all the money I fucking wasted when my kids were really little. And for anybody who has or has had small children knows that you're going to spend all this fucking money. They're going to have all this stuff to unwrap on Christmas morning. And by February 1st, they don't play with any of that shit. Waste of fucking money. You would be better off saving that money or maybe using it to take a family vacation or something like that where you're actually going to interact and experience each other and share in your love and emotion as a family or as friends. That would be so much better than just here, here's a bunch of fucking paper that I spent a lot of money on that you're just gonna rip to shreds I'm gonna just have to stuff into these big, expensive black trash bags that I also spent fucking money on. I mean, how much money do you spend on shit for Christmas that is immediately fucking thrown away and in the garbage by 10 a.m. on Christmas morning? A lot. Easter is very much the same way where there's this sense of obligation to buy all this candy and put up all these decorations. Valentine's Day, of course. Thanksgiving, luckily, is more just all the food, but that shit adds up and gets expensive. Birthdays, you know, there's once again, we're back to like the whole Christmas ideology where we have to put stuff in paper that you're going to shred open and then say, ooh, but there's a good chance you already knew what the fuck was inside because you asked for it. So yes, I am a cynical, grumpy man, but I believe that pretty much all holidays are not only overrated, but horribly overconsumed. I'm not asking anyone in this episode to change the things that you do, to change the things that you like. I am aware that a lot of this is just my perspective, my opinion, but like I said, you're listening to my fucking podcast. So I can't give you the opinion of other people or the perspective of other people. I'm sure many of you disagree with a lot of shit I said in this episode. And as always, I encourage you to please go follow me on social media. So Schmidt! One of you will get to be the lucky 13th follower on Twitter, if that's any indication as to how active I am on Twitter. But you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Goes Tweet or on Facebook at Jeff Schaefer FB. Don't bother with Instagram. I don't even know if I can still log in at this point. It's been so long since I was on Instagram. TikTok, I no fucking clue. Don't have it. Nope, nope, no Snapchat. Fuck that. Too much bullshit. But if you do go follow me, feel free for not only this episode, but any episode. If you disagree, if you agree with anything I say, leave a comment, leave a post, let me know. I will be happy to engage in a discussion with you about this stuff. Again, I haven't mentioned this in several episodes, but in order to keep this podcast to continue to be advertisement and sponsor free, if you feel so inclined, feel free to find me on Venmo or PayPal at Jeff Schaefer, J-E-F-S-H-A-F-F-E-R, and leave a contribution of any size. If not, that's perfectly fine, and here soon I will probably start the voyage in the search for advertisers and sponsors for the program. Thank you again to everyone who continues to tune in on the reg. Until next time, I'm Jeff. I will tell you that I will take a real titty any day of the week. And I'm Jeff. Good for you, man. Good for you, good for you. Good night.